got bullied like my whole elementary school years. I had a friend in elementary school. She told me to um come to the bathroom with her. And when I got in the bathroom, it was like five girls. And they all like was beating me up. So I just was getting picked on for a long time. When I was getting bullied, it just, it made me feel so like, mad and sad that I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't change what I was wearing or how my hair was. I couldn't make them stop bullying me. So I just started doing the same thing and that's how I became cool with bullies and I started being that person. Holly grew up in a rough part of Tampa. Her dad was in jail for the first 10 years of her life, and her mom was in and out of jail until she was in high school. So she grew up mostly with her grandma, who dressed her kind of old school, which is why she got bullied, and then she became a bully herself. This is Reckonings. I'm Stevie Lepp, and today we reckon with bullying. Why do we bully, and what moves us to stop? Taking us on this ride are two teenagers, Holly in Tampa and Chris in Brooklyn. I was the first room where the living room is at, and I just remember hearing yelling and screaming and cursing and um, when I looked out I just saw my mom sitting on the couch and my pops was standing over her and I just remember picking up a basketball in the back and <laughs> going after my pops or whatever. I was about like five, six years old, something like that. And um, my mom just packed our shit and we Chris had seen his parents fight violently many times, but after that time, they never got back together. When I was in third grade, I was recruiting like second graders and first graders to be in the so-called 50 Cent gang. The whole school, all the parents from for every single student came up. They had a big meeting in the school because of me. And being in the 50 Cent Gang, what, what did that actually mean? <laughs> that that meant like kicking doors and stuff? Because you were nah, in third grade. Just, like, what? Yeah, I was in third grade. Like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking at that time, but, you know, kicking doors and throwing chairs up at the doors, fighting and all that stuff. When he was in seventh grade, Chris joined an actual gang. So he was fighting in the streets, and he was fighting at school. Meanwhile, Holly's fighting at school was earning her a reputation as a bully. When you mess with someone, sometimes it's for no reason. Sometimes it's just when I'm angry or something, and I don't know how to get it out, I just take it out on other people. Once you reach a certain level of anger, nothing really matters around you. Like, when I get in that fighting mode, 
I just see black and I just start swinging and blacking out. Like I just start swinging and that's it. I like call people out their names. I say like they ugly. I talk about the way they dress, the brands they wear, how I come up with the stuff to say to people. It's like things that have been said to me before. So I just like use them on other people. It was at school in our cafeteria, and it was just a whole group of me and my friends. But she had a couple people with her, too. It was like 15 people with me. Then she had like five people with her. And we just, we jumped her. I was calling her names. I was telling her, let's fight. Like, I just kept telling her that, like, let's fight. So I followed her, and then I pushed her into the door. It was just like a rush of energy. Like, it wasn't a good feeling, and it wasn't a bad feeling. It was just like a, let's do this. Because all my friends, they was like, you should fight her. So I'm like, okay, everybody's saying do it. Everybody knew me for, like, fighting or jumping people. So I was just doing it sometimes I would cry afterwards because if I fight like then I'm mad so once I like reach a certain level of anger I cry and it's not because I feel sorry or anything I wasn't feeling sorry for anybody I just was mad I cried by myself and then I like, when I stopped crying, I just hurry up and clean everything up so nobody would ask me, like, what happened. Because if I show people that I cried and stuff like that, then I felt like maybe they wouldn't want to hang with me anymore. When he was in eighth grade, Chris got his girlfriend pregnant. The idea was to raise their baby together, but that didn't quite work out. She left with my daughter when my daughter was two months old. She wanted to take the baby to see her grandfather, which is her father in Florida, for about two weeks, and she was going to come back, and she never came back. I didn't speak to her or my daughter for the first two years of my daughter's life. I was angry about that situation. I was a, a very, 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 very angry person. Very angry person. I was always being suspended or always in trouble. My mindset was like, effort. Chris's bullying got him expelled from three different high schools. And it was at his fourth, the James Baldwin School, where he got into his biggest fight with some girls that his girlfriend had been arguing with. It was me and my girlfriend, we were sitting in the lunchroom, and we was talking to a teacher, and one of my friends tried to play superhero and try to talk to the females and try to, you know, squash the beef or whatever, and um, one of them started getting amped up and started talking dirty, so, so I was telling them, and I'm like, 
you know who I am. Like, you know what I'm about. You know what I'm capable of doing to you and whoever. So why would you even try to disrespect me or try to try to fight me? Y'all going to regret trying to, you know, trying to fuck with me. Like, y'all, y'all going to regret it. One of them, like, one of the girls was trying to attack my girlfriend. And she hit my girlfriend off guard. And I just punched her in the face. And I told her, I was like, what happened? You wanted to fight, right? You said you wanted to fight. You want to act like a nigga? So I punched her in her face. My girlfriend hit her. They started fighting or whatever. A lot of people was holding me back. That's when the teacher grabbed me. He tried throwing me in the room. And that's when I, I hit him in the face. And he let me go. And um, the other girl was being held by a security guard, but she was trying to jump in and hit my girlfriend. So once I broke free, I punched her in the face too, and her and the security guard fell into the table. That security guard finally grabbed a hold of Chris and got him up to the principal's office. The principal told Chris he was a threat to the James Baldwin community. That teacher he'd hidden the face, he actually broke his jaw. Chris got suspended for six months. Back at Holly's High School, Spoto High, Challenge Day showed up. Challenge Day is an all-day anti-bullying workshop where students explore the impact of bullying and express their feelings in a safe environment. The goal is to break down the walls of separation and replace them with compassion. Challenge Day at Spoto High started with a pep rally. A hundred students, including Holly, were led into the gym where music was playing and teachers were dancing and clapping and making a tunnel for the students to go through. And the first half of the day went like that. High energy, fun, and games to loosen the kids up and build trust. The second half of the day is when things got a little more raw. It got going with an activity called Cross the Line. A facilitator would ask who in the room had faced some particular issue in their lives and whoever had would cross a line in the middle of the room. She asked, have anybody ever been bullied? And it just started making me think of all the times back then when I used to get jumped and talked about and pushed down. And it just, like, I just started crying, like, and everybody else did, too people started expressing themselves like without being asked to they just felt comfortable and they started expressing themselves and that showed me like how my actions affect people and then how other people feel when they are the ones getting bullied and like I never really thought about it before the only thing I was thinking about like at the time was like making like connections with other people like okay if I do this and like, if I bully these people, then these people will be my friends. Challenge Day, it just showed me how you never know what somebody is going through. But I seen, like, their reactions and stuff. And it just made me think, like, that's not how I want to affect people. I don't want to leave that effect on nobody. That's not what I want to do. 
and it really like I don't know it did something to me because when I like was there I was crying but when I went home like I really locked myself in the bathroom and I was really crying because I started thinking about like I've done all of this stuff that I can't take back but then I started thinking like I really want to change myself I can't like take what I did back just move on and try to better myself Being suspended for six months, Chris had a lot of time to reflect. I had a lot of time to, you know, to myself and to, you know, talk to myself and see what I wanted. I thought about my daughter. I thought about my future. I thought about her future. Like, I want her to see that I was successful. I want her to know, like, oh, my father got a high school diploma and my father got college degrees. So I want the same thing. I'm really trying to get my diploma. Like, I'm not trying to be in high school no more. I'm not trying to deal with no violence or getting in trouble no more. Like, I'm not trying to deal with that. Like, it's over for that. The streets and the gangs and your friends ain't gonna get you a career. They ain't gonna give you a a family. They ain't gonna give you no house. They ain't gonna give you no cars, your license, no money. So I decided to just leave all that alone and go about things the right way. And as he was going back to school with the intention to drop the bullying and get his high school diploma, Chris heard from his baby's mom for the first time since she'd left for Florida two years earlier. Soon after that, he went to Florida to see his baby girl for the first time since she was two months old. How did you feel going back to school? It was hard, man. It was hard. It was like everybody, like my mother, everybody, my family, me, teachers from schools, and they just, like me, I never thought I was going to graduate high school. As time went by and they seen how I was serious, that I was getting good grades, I was always in school, and it was... A few times when um, my friends would get into a fight, before I would run and fight with them. So it was a couple times that they got into fights, and I was like, I'm not getting in that. Like, I'm not involving myself in that. Like, if it don't got nothing to do with me, I'm not involving myself in that. So that's when I started noticing the change. Like, damn, I'm really changing. Right now, I have homeroom with the girl who I fought last year. We talked it out, and it was just a childish situation because it was a lot of he say, she say going on between people. All the stuff that made us fight wasn't even true. So we figured, like, let's not send messages through other people and let's just talk to it and get to the bottom of it between us two. And we did that, and we, like, resolved it. She was even at my house the other day. I passed my classes and I got it done. And crazy shit is, is that my principal told me when I graduated, he told me, he was like, he even wrote it in my yearbook. He was like, you know, I'm glad that you came back and you did what you had to do, you changed. 
your unique success story. And in the lead up to his high school graduation, Chris got an unexpected text from his advisor. He asked me like, yo, um, how do you like speaking at graduation? Like, how do you feel about that? I'm like, yo, don't they only ask like the straight A students to speak at graduation? Don't they want like the good kids to speak? So why me? They was like, you know how many people you could inspire with your story? Three, two, one, action. Not many know the journey and struggle it took to get here at this point in my life. I strongly believe that to judge someone, you should know that someone in their story. And I feel my story is a unique story. And I feel honored to share it with all of you today. Most of my life, I've been judged by the way I walk, the way I talk, and by the way I dress. Yes, I come from the hood and I might talk walk, dress, and carry myself like I'm from the hood, but that does not define who I truly am as a human being. For a large portion of my life, I was a very angry and violent individual. I was considered a threat. Many thought I would end up being just another statistic who would end up dead, in jail, or just a complete failure. To be quite honest with you, I was one of those individuals who believed it also. One day, I sat alone to realize the direction my life was heading and to ask myself, is this the lifestyle I wanted to continue to have? From that moment on, I made a promise to myself and my family that I was going to turn my life around. For my final year and a half, I broke my tail off to be where I'm at today. I just can't say thank you enough to the whole entire James Bowen School staff and community for giving me that second chance and for believing in me. It was a long, rough journey, but we got it done. So why did Holly and Chris bully? My anger, it all came down to my anger. Them two years that I didn't speak or see or hear about my daughter or know about my daughter was the worst times of my life. I was just so angry, man, that every time I fought or I did something bad, it just, it felt like I was releasing stress and anger. But all it was doing was making me more angry. for the longest time, I actually seen her. Like, the police was outside of our house and I like watched the whole thing. And that's what really like, I used to always reflect on that and that would make me angry. She did a work release program, which is where you can come home sometimes and then you still have to leave after like a couple hours. And that really made me sad because I didn't like to see her leave. So I really just wanted to be with my mom. I didn't really care at the time like about what I was doing and I didn't care how people felt. 
it became like a normal thing for me and that's how I was making more friends and stuff. I wouldn't say I was happy. I felt accomplished because I started making friends, but I was never happy. Did you know that you weren't happy? Yes, I know I wasn't happy, but I didn't really know how to be happy, so I just continued to do what I was doing. Once you start something, it takes some time to stop. What do you think Holly a year ago would think of Holly today? Uh, <laughs> she would think that I'm like just soft or something. Like Holly back then would look at me right now like ill. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> well, what would you now? What would Holly now say to Holly then? The ill. <laughs> so the ill goes both ways. If me today was talking to me back then, I probably would have changed because that's what I needed, somebody to talk to me and understand, like, what was really going on with me. Like, um, I understand what you're going through. You want your mom, but this is not the way to take out your anger. This is not the way to make friends. What you're doing is not right. How do you take responsibility for your bullying and also recognize that, you know, you had a tough upbringing and you didn't have your mom and things were tough for you? Um, I try not to let those be excuses because I could feel like some type of way about what was going on, but that still had nothing to do with other people and me doing what I did to them didn't help my situation either. It's kind of like I just did that because that's how I was feeling and it was wrong. Once you actually like start making a change, like once you do it, it's really easy and it make you feel better. Because before like when you do the stuff like bullying and all that, you never really happy. But like now that I'm just not that person anymore, I'm very happy. Most anti-bullying efforts focus on either the individual or the environment. Either they punish individuals for their bullying behavior, or they lay blame on the environment of the school or the home or the community. Which is the beauty of Challenge Day. It accommodates both what we do as individuals and what was done to us by forces outside of our control. We can't control the fact that a loved one was taken away from us, or that we grew up in a violent home, or that we were bullied. And still, we have the power to respond to those challenges in an emotionally healthy way. That's why Challenge Day extends radical empathy to people who bully, and empowers them to change. Now, I don't look for it like I used to. I think before I react, I think before I speak, I breathe now, like I just take deep breaths. I started being more open to 
talking and so before I was never that was never me like I was never the type to talk or express myself or my feelings I feel free man I feel free I feel free from all of it I feel like a man I feel accomplished like I'm in college I'm working like I was thinking to myself while I was on my way home and I'm like damn like I really I'm in college right now like I just left the college class and I got a 99 in the class and oh congratulations thank you and we had this exam and I had a 98 for the exam so it's like damn I got a 99 in freaking college I got a 98 on the college exam so it's just a big change it's a big difference man and to see how motivated and driven I am for college, man, is just bananas. It feels good, man. You know, it makes me feel, makes me feel like I'm doing something right. I make better grades now. Like, I used to make good grades, like, in elementary, but then, like, once I started bullying people and all that, that's when I, like, fell off of that. Because when I used to be in class, I used to behave poorly. I used to talk crazy to my teachers just to get people to laugh or be friends with me or something. But now I just, I don't do stuff like that no more. I just feel myself being very successful, which I didn't care about back then. Like college and all that stuff, it didn't, it didn't seem important to me. But now it's like something that I really want to do and I want to be somebody. One of my favorite factoids about Challenge Day is that it has been shown to increase what's called intellectual flexibility. Meaning, people who participate in Challenge Day increase their capacity to be open to new ideas, to be adaptable in their thinking, and to change opinions easily if a better way is presented. Which is where reckoning meets change. The act of reckoning can quite literally make us more capable of transformation. Spoto High has a club called To Be Kind, which is dedicated to preventing bullying through kindness, and which, after her experience with Challenge Day, Holly decided to join. To Be Kind is constantly posting quotes and memes and videos on social media, and I asked Holly if there were any quotes that felt especially relevant to her. Yeah, hold on, it's in my phone. It says, if you're lucky enough to get a second chance at something, don't waste it. Because I feel like to be kind and challenged, they gave me a second chance. Because I feel like where I was headed at first, it kind of wasn't gonna take me anywhere I wasn't gonna be successful going down that path and after challenge day it just like changed my whole life I feel like I can be somebody Holly stayed involved in To Be Kind through her time at Spoto High. Pre-challenge day, her discipline record had lots of referrals to the administration. Post-challenge day, it had zero. 
Holly graduated from Spoto High this past spring and is starting up at Florida A&M University this fall. These days, Chris is working at Starbucks. As a testament to the way transformation is not linear, he ended up dropping out of community college and instead is trying to get into trade school for construction. Are you reacting to that? Did you really want him to go to college? Well, it is worth asking, what is the goal here? At Lyons Community School, one of the high schools Chris went to, the goal of education is not to get students into a four-year college, but to prepare them for a healthy and happy adulthood. And with a much less straightforward, but much more visionary goal like that, Chris's transformative journey might indeed be a little more dynamic. Over the last 30 years, Challenge Day has touched over 1.5 million students and adults in 2,200 schools worldwide. And it's grown beyond schools, offering programs to businesses, police departments, sports teams, and more. In schools, Challenge Day needs adults to participate in the program along with students, and many schools are open to having those adults be outside volunteers. So, if reckoning with students sounds like your idea of a good time, which it absolutely sounds like mine, find a Challenge Day near you at challengeday.org. Abundant thanks go to Amy Lamb, Jenna Mahina, Dane Callahan, Adam Sherman, Robert Kachurak, Taiko Onishi, Helena DeGroot, Vika Aronson, and the Germanicos Foundation. Are you enjoying the show? If you're listening to the credits, I'm going to assume that you are, in which case, please show the show some love. And the best way to do that is by leaving an iTunes review. Next up, bullying of a much more egregious nature. Jihadi extremism and white supremacy together. I'm Stevie Lepp, and you've been listening to Reckonings. My mom does hair, and sometimes I just tell, like, people who I see, like, with, like, not cute hairstyles, I just tell them, like, hey, um, take my number, and I'm going to let my mom do you a free hairstyle or something. Oh, has that ever happened? Yes. <laughs>